Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Dylan Krause. You would change the way that you live your life if you knew you had access to the things that you actually have access to. Okay, and this whole thing I want to speak to, like Ben talked about last week, we were talking about what lies beneath, right? Like what's actually a part of this whole relating to God, Christianity, lifestyle, what are we, what are we doing here, what are we here for, what is, what is all beneath the surface? What happens past just showing up on a Wednesday night and just like singing the words that are on the screen, right? There's something deeper that goes on, do you agree? Otherwise it'd be like, what's the point? Right? And some of you might be asking that question anyway because you're like, I don't get it. I haven't gotten it yet. And that's why we're doing this whole theme. Ben talked about last week. He had another vision on uh, the Tuesday before that where we pray for you guys, which all of you guys are invited to if you can get there before school starts. Samuel School people, man, I'm telling you what. You could just like roll right into class from there. Just saying. Just saying. And so he had this picture that he was reading the Bible and the words like the actual black like letters, you know, like were windows. And looking through the the words, you were actually seeing the face of God. And so he was he was saying that like th- he was so he prayed out the picture and he was praying that all of us would have this revelation of who God really is. And we wouldn't just be reading um, we wouldn't just be reading the words for the sake of reading the words and go like, okay, I read my chapter today and I did my devotion, check off the list, and now I'm a good Christian. No, like. The point of reading the word is that, like John 1, 1 says, that the word became flesh, okay? That Jesus actually is the word of God, that he came here to be experienced, to be touched, to lay his life down, to have a relationship with people. And reading the word of God is actually a window into seeing who God is. So we talked about that last week a little bit, and he touched on that. This week I want to talk about, like, the rhythm of life, what lies beneath the way that we live our lives, right? And so it's really easy. You would hear this from any other, any other motivational, public, uh, self-help kind of teacher or speaker, that the way that you experience your life, the way that you think in your mind, the way that you believe in your heart, the things that you say and the actions that you commit are all things that, that are like attributed to each other. They like tie each other together, and it's the things that actually, um, it's the thing that makes you navigate your life. What you experience in your world, you go, oh, man, that's just changed the way I think about that. And then all of a sudden, if you keep thinking that way, it becomes a belief system in your heart. And then the things that you believe in your heart, right? Are, you, are anybody with me here? You start believing something about yourself, then you start saying it. Have you ever had a friend who starts talking bad about themselves? And then you find out like, oh, well, two months ago, someone told me that I was ugly or someone told me this and that and someone told me this and that. And so I started believing, I started thinking it, and then it became a belief in my own heart, and now I'm saying it out loud because it's what I actually believe inside. Anybody in here? I mean, it's happened to me. Like, one little lie can steer you off course so easily. And I'm not, like, you know, going to be super emotional about it or whatever. It's just reality. It's not, it's not, like, about the sob story as much as it is just the fact that it's true. Are you with me? Okay. So, but, like I said... Anybody can tell you that, okay? Any psychiatrist, okay? Any one of your guidance counselors, if you're public school, raise your hand. You could go to the guidance counselor and they could say, well, I just think you need to change the way you think. And you're like, okay, great, thanks. How? Tell me how. And so, guys, look, the, the Bible talks about this stuff just as much as your guidance counselor. I don't know, who's your guidance counselor? Anybody, give me a name. Mrs. Who? Woodall. 
that's just like hard to even say. Like, Ms. Woodall, I love it. You don't, I don't, I don't love, I don't love it, and I don't love her. But they could all say these very same things. But look, the Bible says this stuff too, okay? It talks about it in, in Psalm 34. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Experience. God is calling us to actually knowing him. It's this verse, it's this picture that Ben had, that he wants us to read behind the lines, go see, see what lies beneath his word so that we can actually experience his goodness. Guys, sometimes this is what happens in worship. And you come in here and you're like having a rough day or whatever, and like all of a sudden Tyler's like, all right, everybody jump. And you're like, I freaking hate jumping. I hate the people that are next to me. This guy smells funny. My whole, like my lunch is going to come up if I start jumping. And then you're like, Okay, and then you like start to enter into an, another atmosphere. You start to live from a different place, and your whole your whole like feeling changes because you're starting to taste and see the goodness of God that comes with His presence when we worship Him. It's amazing how quickly we can change. It's just a perspective change. It's like sometimes we get stuck looking into a corner, and we don't actually like have anybody there to turn us around and go, "Oh my gosh, my life actually is good." You know, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the feeling that you have when you get stuck in a corner is a lie because the feelings that you have when you feel bad about yourself, they're all real feelings. Otherwise, people wouldn't hurt themselves. People wouldn't be depressed. People wouldn't commit suicide. People wouldn't have these issues. Okay, they're just fake. Those feelings are actually real, but it's not true. The reason that you're stuck there isn't true. All that you need to do is turn and see the goodness of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay. 2 Corinthians 2. This is like a think one. Uh, da, 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 da. But this is powerful, too. It's, it's just such a gnarly verse. I actually have, I legitly have a sword. Sorry. My nephew says that. Legitly. I have a, a Braveheart Scottish MacLeod sword with this verse inscribed on it. It's dope. I mean, I don't do anything with it, but, like, if somebody came into my house and my shotgun didn't work, they'd be getting whacked upside the head with a sword, I can tell you that much. And I'd be saying, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, say this with me, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It's amazing. Every single thing that enters your mind, this, this is what the verse is saying. Every single thing that enters your mind that is contrary to the word of God, that says, I am a child of God. Jesus loved me so much that he gave his life for me. That the Holy Spirit will come and fill me when I ask him and make me a son. It will actually give me the identification of a son or a daughter of God. Anything that comes in contrary to those things you have a power that is mighty in God for casting those arguments down. And you actually have a responsibility, say responsibility, as a believer. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. That part was just, you have a responsibility as a believer to walk that out. You have a responsibility as a person, right? Like that's why you get in trouble when you whack your brother or your sister, because you actually have a responsibility for your own actions. It's the same way with the things that you think, guys. I can't police uh, James's mind. I can't police Gabby's mind. You are the gatekeeper. You are the gatekeeper. And so just as like a tip, be mindful of the things that you experience as much as you can. Some things just happen 
you know, and you're like, oh, man, God, I really need you to show me where you were in this situation. And that's like a, le- a real, like, legit way to pray. Okay, God, this happened to me, and I felt totally alone and lost and scared, and where were you? And he'll su- he can show you, even if it's just in a picture, or he can speak to your heart and show you where he was. But, guys, sometimes it's just so, it's so hard, but, like, we have this responsibility to police kind of is, I don't know, a scary word if you don't like the five O, whatever, but, you know, to, to navigate or to, yeah, to guard your own heart, your own mind, and the things that you experience because they turn into the things that you believe, okay? So, taking captive every thought that we have, blah, 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 it's good. Okay, and then believe. Proverbs talks about this all the time. Keep your heart with all diligence, it says. Basically the same thing I was just talking about. Keep your heart with all diligence. If you start to feel like, oh, man, I'm really starting to feel bad about myself, like, alarm should be going off, okay? And if nobody's ever told you this before, it doesn't mean it's not true. It's true, okay? It is, this is so true. If you start to believe that you're not good enough, if you start to believe that you're worthless, if you start to believe these things, I want to, like, I don't know, what's the, like, the most, can you make the noise, please? I hate it, but can you do it? Yes. Yes. Come on. <laughs> yes. Oh, my wife is like a noisemaker. She should make her own app for all of the noises she can make. Seriously, it's ridiculous. But an alarm should be going off. An alarm should be going off going, wait a second, I need truth. I need truth because that's not true. That is not true. Okay. And, yeah, the things that we say, it talks about it in James. It says that, like, there's big ships that navigate huge waters, right? Like, you see all these huge cruise liners and stuff. And the rudder is like this little tiny thing in the, in the water, right? What lies beneath. And it says that the tongue is the same way. Your tongue has the power to, do, to, to steer your whole life just by the way that you're saying things, the things that you're declaring over yourself, the things that you're saying. It actually changes your life. It changes your life. In, in the tongue, there's the power of life and death. Okay, so if, if, it, if the alarm doesn't go off when you start believing it, if you start hearing yourself say something, or even better yet, if you start hearing your friends say something that's not like them, yo, you better check them. Because otherwise, you're not really a friend, Trenton. Why would you, I mean, I'm just using you because you can handle it, but why would you just let your, your friend be an idiot? Why would you let him talk crap about himself or somebody else? Why would you let him that happen? You're not being a friend. I love you. <laughs> I love you so much, Trent. I totally disagree. You're my inspiration in so many ways. Backflips and handstand push-ups, and I'm just pathetic compared to that. Anyway. Well, yeah. See? See? Thanks. My friend. My friend. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And then the doing thing is like the last thing. You start doing things that are based on your beliefs, right? Joshua says this. He says, choose today. Choose right now. Who are you going to serve? Your actions matter. And it starts like with that, like, okay, I'm going to actually, I'm going to follow God. This is what I'm going to do. This is who I am. Okay? But like I said, okay, any single, any single secular person, which just means like not a Christian, not a believer, not a whatever, they can all tell you the same steps. They can all tell you like, okay, well, you got to be careful what things you're looking at, what things you're watching on, on Netflix, which things you're listening to. So you don't like keep putting crap in your system and then you're all of a sudden going to turn those things into beliefs and their actions and blah, 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 blah. Anybody can tell you that. 
But the problem is that there is a standard missing if they're not attaching it to the word of God. Okay, there is a standard missing if you're just totally negating the fact that God, our Savior, is the one who wrote the, like, wrote the laws of the whole world and founded this whole place and actually is the one who's responsible for all of us being here. You take him out of the equation, it's just a bunch of whatever. So, to prove my point, I have to say that it's kind of like, like doing, that, doing this stuff without Jesus can be a little like, I have this first clip. I don't know if you know which one is the first one. The one that plays from the beginning, huh? Yeah, okay. It's kind of like when people convince themselves, when there's no standard, right? When there's no actual plumb line of truth, it's kind of like people who convince themselves that they can sing when they really can't sing. It's just... There's, there's no standard to prove it, but they convince themselves. They say, oh, you know, like, my grandma says I can sing good. I mean, I think when I'm in the shower, I sound amazing. Like, I know I'm a good singer. And then all of a sudden, I start, you start believing it, and then you just start going all over the place. You can play it whenever. Oh, yeah. And I want to say that I'm not a good singer, so this is not a diss on people who can't sing. It's sad. I know it's sad. <laughs> He's in awe. Nailed it. Nailed it. There's got to be subtitles.
This guy's famous now. We're not going to do all 10. It would take too long, but sorry. No, that one is terrible. That one is awful. I can't even. Katie knows, like, I hate awkward moments. Like, I die inside when people do this kind of stuff. I'm like, just get me out of here. Like, I cannot handle it. It's so terrible. But literally, guys, this is, this is like, like all those same concepts we were just talking about, right? If you don't have a standard, then you can convince yourself of anything then it's all just whatever, you know, like you can convince yourself, like these people, like nobody, nobody in the, in their life had told them, look, you can't do this. You're not a good singer. And that's not like, that's not hate. That's not like ungodly. That's like truth. And obviously we're called to like speak the truth in love, but like you would hope that like grandma Ruthie would be like, sweetie, God loves you, but you ain't meant to sing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's just, like, how can you argue with Grandma Ruthie? And look, like, the last guy James exploded in excitement about, he's, like, world famous and a millionaire because of how bad he was. So whatever, you know? Like, if you own it and you're, like, happy about it and thankful, it's probably, like, whatever, fine, great. It's just, it's just so crazy. But look, if there's no standard, you can get so, you can get, like, you, you see people and they're just, like, totally obsessed with themselves. And they've taken, like, these same concepts that we would teach you guys and go like, no, like, you're amazing, you're great, you're fantastic. You know, all these things are true about you that would give you the confidence that you should have as a child of God. They can take those same thoughts and turn it into, it's all because of me, instead of, it's all because of what God made me to be. And all of these same things without the standard, the standard of the gospel, without the standard of truth, can be twisted into the most disgusting version of pride and the most unbelievable, like, total like detachment from reality obviously okay but look check this verse out second timothy four three through four it's it's in the new living translation for a time is coming when people will no longer live listen to sound and wholesome teaching they will follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear they will reject the truth and chase after myths so there's like, there is, it is happening all around us. Guys, there's like a new standard for everything, right? Like people say, like we're going to talk about sex next, next month and stuff. And there's like Christians and people you can find on the internet and even in magazines where people write articles about, yeah, it's fine. Just go explore. Have sex with whoever. It's no big deal. And they're totally detaching themselves from the standard that is the, the, the word of God. It's ridiculous. They're only chasing what they want to hear. They're only chasing what they want to hear. So if you are going to go and, and look for some way to, like, find out what you really want and, like, seek after the truth, and you're going to detach yourself from the standard that is the Bible, you're going to get so lost. You are going to get so lost. Okay? I have another clip just to show you the complete difference the absolute opposite of what you can do if you actually have humility and you have a soft heart and you can listen to people, people's correction and their guidance.
Come on. So dope. All right, check out check out what Simon says here. It's crazy. So he like what he said was relevant to the topic, but he said what so he, what he said was this is how one song can change your life. But what about this is how one one belief can change your life. This is how one action of taking humility of heart and softness of heart can change the, the way you live. Like this kid, I bet you if he was a, a hardened like twenty something year old person, and they cut him off like that, how many of you think he would have just been like, screw you guys, I'm going home. But, like, a child, this, like, pure heart of this child is just like, oh, shoot, okay, I can do something else. I'll change. I'll, I will be submitted to guidance and leadership. I will be submitted to, like, what you're, what you're correcting me or wh- how you're counseling me, you know? And, like, so I heard Kieran over here. He's like, what was wrong with that? You know, like, he started out that first song, and it was, like, good-ish, right? But how many more of you were, like, when he started the first note of that second song, you were, like, what the heck? Like, all of a sudden, he just became, like, three or four more steps higher. And it's just, like, it's so amazing, guys, what we can do with humility. Why don't you stand up? We're going to go back and just finish this thing off. But, oh, oh, love it. It's a great question. Yeah, okay. So, look. Basically, here's the deal. We 
we are, as believers, as Christians, as people who are followers of God, we are saying that we're going to, we're going to submit to this, this yoke that he said, like, that is so easy, so, so great. Because he said that, like, let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle. That's what Jesus said to his followers, okay? As Christians, we're saying, I'm going to submit to the standard that is the word of God. I'm going to actually follow you in what you say goes. Because so much of, like, that verse that I read out of 2 Timothy, it says they're following people, and whoever will teach them what their ears want to hear, they'll follow them. Because we've made ourselves to be God. We've said, you know what, what I feel is best is probably best. So whoever wants, whoever wants to tell me that that's true, I'm going to follow them. And God's sitting on the sidelines going like, you're missing it. You're drifting. You're missing the standard. And then you, one day you're going to wind up on the stage of life trying to sing like you're Whitney Houston and you're going to find out you're William Chung or Hung or whatever. Yeah. And just be like, she bangs, she bangs. Oh, baby. You know, and you're going to be like, oh, crap. I, I'm not good. I, I didn't make it. I'm not actually what I thought I was. Because you have missed, like, the, the restraint or, like, the, the discipline of taking every thought captive, of choosing to follow God and say, I want to taste and see and know your goodness so that when I go to a party and they're throwing dr- dr- drink and drugs around and going, come on, man, this is awesome. You go, man, I don't know. I've seen awesome, and this doesn't really look like it. Your bro is over there puking in the gutter. Your other friend over there has got a knife to his friend's throat because he's drunk, and he thinks that he's going to take his girlfriend. I've seen all this stuff happen, by the way. This, your other friend is in a bathtub because he's dying, so you're trying to get the alcohol out of his system by making him sweat it out, and you're going to tell me that that's good. No, if you've experienced the goodness of the Lord, you're going to look at that and say, that's garbage, man. What are you kidding? Come with me. Let me show you goodness. You start thinking thoughts that aren't of God, you're going to immediately have the alarm go off and go, wait a second. Because of the standard, because of what I know to be true about who I am, what God says that I am, I know that that's not true. So I'm going to go ahead and cast that thought down. So it doesn't even get a chance to get in here and become a belief. Okay? So look, we're going to go back into just this song of worship, but because when we enter when we enter into worship, we go into his presence. And if we can get into his presence, we can find out what he's like. Okay, that's the whole point. Let's taste and see. Let's experience God. That's why we come here on Wednesday nights. So we can have an experience it with God that's counter to our world around us. So we can call it like we see it, call a spade a spade and say that's good and that's not. If we're going to go into worship, we're going to find out what he thinks about us. It says in the Bible that he has thoughts about us that are outnumbering the sand, the grains of sand on the seashore. So let's ask him for some. What are you thinking about me, God? If we're going to go back into worship, we can find out what his heart believes about us, what he's saying about us, what he's done for us, and what he continues to do for us. Come on. So awesome. So look, put your hands up in the air. Say, God, I'm taking my seat at the table. I'm taking my seat at the table. I belong to you. You belong to me. I am your child. You are my God. I am your child. You are my father. 
I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> love you guys. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.